Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios, this is The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I'm George Campbell, joined this hour by best-selling author Christina Ellis, and we are taking your calls at 888-825-5225. If you need a little confirmation, motivation, affirmation, Sometimes you just need that little nudge, Christina, to go, okay, I thought I was going to do the thing, and now I'm going to do the thing. I just needed a little boost of confidence because there's a lot of voices and noise in today's culture, and we're like the you know, unbiased but biased third party who's going to tell you what to do, and uh, hopefully it ends up working out for you. So 888-825-5225 is the number. LD joins us up first in Atlanta, Georgia. LD, welcome to the show. Hi, good afternoon. How are you doing? Good, good. Um, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, so uh, I'm starting a new job um, next month, and um, uh, on on the on the encouragement with my from my friend Brian, he recommended um, to, to call you guys because uh, I'm I'm trying to understand where um, uh, which which retirement benefit I should I should pick. Okay, um, but that's that's best for me. So How this, old are you? This new job. I'm uh, 32. Okay, sweet. And what's the job? Um, it's an engineer, um, a researcher. Very cool. Are you getting a raise from what you were doing previously? Yeah, I did. Um, like 10% or so. Very nice. Okay, so what are your retirement options? So the first option is um, a 401A defined benefit. Uh, it is 2% times years of service based on the uh, 24 highest consecutive months. Um, it comes with a 10-year vesting requirement, uh, and uh, employment contribution is 6% uh, on that. Um, and, uh, is that a match, that or is that case, just they're going to put in 6% even if you do nothing? No, they're going to put in, I think, um, some, I think it's around 15% or so, or 18%. So what's the 6 the six is my contribution as the as the employee. Okay, so if you do this defined benefit, you have to put in six percent. Yes. Okay, that's mandatory. Yes. All right. And the other option is a uh, standard four hundred one k defined uh, contribution. Um, I put in six; they'll match nine. Um, but it's immediate. There's no there's no vesting required on that. And do they have Roth options? I don't think so. It's just these two options. Okay. I would ask just to make sure, because my favorite is the Roth 401k. And based on what you're telling me here, I personally, uh, we answer questions, you know, what would we do if we were in your shoes today? I would choose the 401k. Gotcha. You have way more control over that. And it doesn't, the defined benefit's going to die when you do. The 401k, you can pass on. Right, yeah, that's, that's, I've been teetering between that um, as well. I was thinking that exactly what you were saying. Um, I can I can uh, control that. I can leave it to someone if I wanted to. And that 9% match, that's a really that's good incredible. match. incredible. They're, they're offering you a pretty strong benefit there. And it gives yeah, you that freedom yeah. too. Uh, is this a job that you plan on being at for 10 years? Uh, definitely for 10 years. Um, uh, more than that, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, anything's possible. Uh, if, if as long as I'm ha- my philosophy, as long as I'm happy, I'll stay. Uh, kind of mentality. All right. And are you out of debt completely? I'm on uh, baby step three. 
Okay. Good job. How far are you away from getting that three to six months of expenses? I would say in about uh, in about a year. A year? To save up three to six months? That can't be. <laughs> How much are you maybe, making at this new job? Maybe less than that. <laughs> what's your, what's your um, new salary? Um, it's going to be around uh, 130 130 And what's one month of expenses? Of just to cover all of your normal bills. Sure. Um, it will, will be, uh, let me see, about... 4500 Okay. So it's not going to take a year. Let's say you even had a six-month emergency fund. That's twenty grand. Making one thirty. how quickly could you save up twenty of that if you have no debt? Yeah, I think, I, I think if I really wanted to, I think I could, I could probably do it um, uh, under, I think I'd probably do it uh, six months, maybe on a little less. There we go. And what if I said, hey, yeah. LD, you shouldn't invest until you have that fully funded emergency fund. Would that light a fire under you to go, man, I'm missing out on this match. I really want to get this emergency fund so I can get to investing. Oh, um, yeah, no. Then I you'd be like, I can do this in three months, actually. Four months, yeah. tops. <laughs> right? And so that's the power yeah, of pausing investing and doing these steps one at a time. And so I would encourage you to do just that, to pause investing, even when you get the new job, pause until you have that fully funded emergency fund. And now that may, may be closer to three months for you. I don't know your situation. I think 10 is your bare minimum, but I would aim uh, somewhere in between that 10 and 20 range to protect you against Murphy because Murphy's going to come running for you when you get that new job and you're going to have car repair and the HVAC right. and all kinds of things can happen. How do you feel about that, LD? Are you going to do it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I absolutely, I think that's a, that's a good step. That's Man, a good plan. Well, that's a great place to be. Congrats on the new gig. I, again, I'm going with the Thank 401k. I, I think the defined benefit can look great on paper for a lot of people, Christina. Yeah. But similar to a pension, you ha- you don't have much control over it. And so the investment gains aren't as great as if you mm-hmm. had control where you get to choose all the funds and it dies with you. Yeah. And I mean, just the 10-year vesting requirement, this is a new job. I hope that it's a great job, but there is always that risk that you're not going to stay. Much higher commitment level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I love the motivation. I love that you're excited about investing. I love the match. That's very exciting. That's but huge. I, I also love the fire. The fire under I you. Like it. I know it sounds until you have that emergency It's, it's like a good coach who's going like, hey, you don't get to eat that cake until you finish the workout. Because <laughs> once you eat the cake, you're like, I don't know if I feel like working out today. You right. know? And so you kind of, when you get comfortable, you're not as willing to do the hard things. Yes. So that's my encouragement. And you heard us talking about those baby steps, folks. That is our proven plan for the last 30 years. 10 million people have used this to get out of debt. And when you get out of debt, you can get to do your debt-free scream on the show. And all of those people at some point had to say, I've had it. I'm not living like this anymore. And when you get mad like that, you do what they did, your life will change too. And right now, inflation and your stupid credit cards, they're killing you. And you've been led to believe that you're not in control of your money, that life just has to happen to you. But that's wrong. You do have control. You have to decide to control what you can control. And that's you, your behavior. You have the power to change your future, and Financial Peace University will show you how. This is the course that will teach you our proven step-by-step plan that's helped nearly 10 million people beat debt, master budgeting, and build wealth. And you can do it too. America, stop letting debt and money stress control your life. You just have to start with these magic words. I've had it. And then take back control. 
You can start Financial Peace University right now at RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. That's RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. We'll be right back on The Ramsey Show. It continues to amaze me how identity thieves keep finding ways to use our own identities against us. Not only do they commit crimes related to financial fraud, medical ID theft, and insurance benefit fraud, but now we have to deal with home title fraud. Thieves are using your own personal info to take ownership of your home so they can take out loans and you end up with a pile of debt and foreclosure notices. Over 4,000 data breaches happened in 2018, exposing 3.6 billion records. So thieves have plenty of identities to use and there's a one in five chance it will be yours. That's why Xander Insurance is the only program I use and recommend. Their plan covers all types of identity theft, and it takes over all the work if you become a victim. Visit Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. I'm George Campbell, joined by Christina Ellis this hour. This is The Ramsey Show. It's a free call at 888-825-5225. You jump in, we'll talk about your life and your money. Houston, Texas is where we go next. Matt joins us there. Matt, welcome to the show. Hi. Hey, how you uh, doing? i got a question. Good, good, good. Got a question. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. Uh, my mother recently passed away. Oh, sorry and, to hear that. And Well, thank you. Uh, and my siblings and I are going through the process of going through her IRAs and cash. And after it's all said and done, I stand to inherit around, uh, around $90,000. Okay. Around 72,000 of that is going to be in an IRA, um, in a 401k. And I have been advised to open up in the inherited IRA aspect. My question is, should I take that IRA that I'm inheriting and cash it out and pay off my mortgage? Or should I take the required minimum distribution over several years for the, for the taxes? I'm just, I'm very confused about how to do this. Mm. Now, was this a traditional IRA or was it a Roth? Yeah. Both were no, traditional? traditional? Okay. Yes, sir. And have you looked into the tax implications of cashing this out? Well, I, 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 from my understanding, it's going to be at my tax rate, which is 24%. Okay. And so factoring so that in, are you able to pay off the house? Just about. What's left it, on the mortgage? I may, I may be, I'm sorry? What's left on the mortgage? Uh, 74000 Okay. And I have, about four, I have about four years left on that mortgage. 
Do you have any other debts? No. And no, fully funded I'm emergency not. fund? I have I have almost, but I but with the cash that's coming from the inheritance as well, I planned on even cushioning the emergency fund. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean I know my plan if I'm in your shoes and I'm gonna fill up that emergency fund and use the rest to pay off the house. And and take the initial hit on the taxes? Yeah. Right away? Okay. Yeah, you've done a really good job with your money. The fact that you have no other debt and that this inheritance could wipe out your mortgage, I mean, very close to wipe out your mortgage is is amazing. And personally, I mean, it's obviously not the most ideal way to get money. That is so sad. But also, it's just an amazing way to honor your mother to have that leave, leave that legacy with that money where you wipe out your mortgage, you're debt free after that. That's what I'm doing. That's a great place to be. And I still would talk to a tax advisor anytime you have a, a big chunk of money coming in. There's a, a few people I want to make sure I talk to and get some second and third opinions. One is a tax pro and another is a financial advisor. And so you can reach out to both of those at RamseySolutions.com. We've got tax pros. We've got smart investor pros on the investing side. And uh, I'd walk through your plan with them and see what they think about it. But on my end, other than the tax uh, implications, this is going to be worth it because you're not having to pay your mortgage anymore. You're going to be saving on the interest you were paying on that mortgage. So there's a lot of benefits to that. And now you can use that money instead towards building wealth. Okay. That's that's kind of the way I was leaning. I was just, I I, I got, saw that tax bill and I thought, oh gosh. You know, yeah, I, I mean, know definitely was. keep that money set aside for come tax time. Don't go do anything rash okay. with it. But uh, as long as it's, the money's there, I mean, it's not like there's a, you, you have this money coming in from the IRAs. And so it's not really like you're having to pony up yourself. It's just going to, they're taking a cut and they're going to anyways, right. eventually. Yeah. Yeah. It, so, I mean, the, that's sort of the way I'm looking at it. They're either going to get it all up front or they're going to get it incrementally when I have to take it out. Exactly. So um, okay. that's what I'm doing. I mean, it's going to set you up for freedom a lot faster. So I, I see this as a, as a huge blessing and an incredible legacy left. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate the call, Matt. All right, Zach is up next in Richmond, Virginia. Zach, welcome to the show. Hello. Hey. Thank you very much for having me on. Yeah, what's going on with you? So my question is, I am a recent college graduate who um, has a decently paying full-time job at 62 k a year, and I also have... Um, Still, a car loan and student loan debts of about forty-five thousand. And my question is, what should I do as far as my finances over the next couple of years to get those pay off? And should I invest in retirement already, and so on? Sure. How old did you say you were? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Making sixty-two k. What kind of work are you in? Uh, financial analyst. Oh, cool. Okay, so you're a numbers guy, right? Yep. You got to stare at numbers all day long, which means you you know how this works with your debt and your interest and your paychecks. This is not anything new to you. That is correct. Are you currently on a budget? Um, I don't have a personal budget, but I do use the Rocket Money app, uh, formerly Truebill, to track my spending and income. Okay. Well, the so I you know I've used those apps in the past. Before I knew Dave, I was like, well, I'm doing great because I'm tracking it. 
the problem is when you don't plan for it up front, you're just seeing what happened. You're just <laughs> looking at the past instead of actually planning for the future and sticking to it. So I'm going to do you a favor and gift you one year of every dollar premium so that you can begin to make a plan for that money as well as track it. And the goal is to stay within your, your budget categories. And it usually takes people about three months to dial this in. But what happens is you start to pay attention to where every dollar is going and you start to get angry and go, why am I spending so much money? Oh my gosh, I'm just bleeding out in this area, eating out. I need to cut back on that. And so I think that will help you make a plan for every uh, one of these dollars coming in. So how many debts do you have if you parse them all out? You said you got student loans um, I and think loans. my student loans break into like 17 different ones. Wow. That, it's just a car loan and a revolving credit card that I pay off every month. Okay. So step number one, if you want to join the club of weirdos, you got to cut up the card. Does that bother you? Um, Could you stick to a debit card? Yeah, I really only use it for the cash back. I don't know. I treat it like a debit card already. What's the cash back on there? 2%. Okay. On everything. What if I told you by doing a budget, you're going to give yourself 2% cash back by making wiser decisions? Would you believe me? I could see it. Because that 2%, I mean, yes, how much I how much are you really spending a year making 62 k that you're putting on the card? Um, uh, that's a great question. I maybe maybe $20,000. So. That's if you're going crazy. Twenty grand on the card. Sound fair? Yeah. Probably what, $200? That's $400 if you get 2% cash back. That sucks. 400 grand. 100%. I could make you 400 bucks easier this month just by with wise spending and, and side hustles. So if you're willing to go and be that crazy, cut up the card, use a debit card, and list out your debts from smallest to largest. And then we're going to attack the little one first. So that smallest student loan is probably what, a grand? Mm-hmm. And so that one's going to get knocked out quick. Do you have any money in the bank? Yeah. Uh, I've got about 6000 Oh, awesome. Well, this gives us a head start. And again, part of this plan is doing some weird stuff. And so baby step one is a $1,000 starter emergency fund. You have that. But that means the rest of that 5000 would go towards those student loans and probably knock out the first few bunch, right? Mm-hmm. I also might be able to take advantage of the Biden administration student loan forgiveness. We'll see if that actually happens. Sure. Yeah, we wouldn't necessarily count on that, but if we should know soon. They're supposed to they said by next week, October seventeenth, we should have a little bit more information. But they said. But well, they so, also said the beginning of the month, so it keeps getting pushed back. T B D. Feels like your dad uh, being like, son, I mean, we're gonna I'm gonna take you to Disney. For it. I was <laughs> not week. banking on that at any point. Sure. Well, I did this uh, 30-day trial. An older woman called in uh, maybe about a month or two ago, and she did a 30-day trial. She believed me and said, I'm going to try using a debit card instead of my credit card and see if it changes my money behavior at all. And she called us back, and she said, you'll never believe it. I saved so much money by not using the credit card. And part of it was the psychology of that cash back, and part of it was, it's my money, and I'm going to treat it differently than someone else's money. And so I'm, I'm rooting for you, Zach. Hang on the line. We're going to gift you one year of every dollar premium, and we'll throw in Financial Peace University to give you uh, the exact plan you need to do to get rid of this debt and finally start building real wealth. But, man, at 22, making 62K, you're going to knock this debt out. Call us back, and maybe you can do a debt-free screen. That'd be fun. This is The Ramsey Show.
This is the Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Christina Ellis today. And we're taking your calls, 888-825-5225. Xavier joins us in Jacksonville, Florida. Xavier, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How can we help today? Hey, I just have a quick question. Um, So uh, I love everything you guys do, and thank you very much. I appreciate it. I've learned so much from you guys that I wish they would have talked to us in high school. Um, I'm 35. I'm actually calling on behalf of my my mother. She came to me with a, a question about financial advice, and I really don't know what direction to send her or what advice to give her. Um, she, my father, I'm sorry, my parents had to file for bankruptcy about 10 years ago. They bounced back from that, got better credit scores. Everything uh, was good. Um, my mom has kept a separate ledger. She's great on that, but unfortunately, my dad did dive back into about $40,000 in credit card debt. Mm. Uh, including an auto loan. And she had asked me, she's thinking about, uh, I think, refinancing her mortgage, uh, their mortgage, um, and taking a cash-out option to pay off his debt. Does that sound like a good idea? Because I don't really know anything about that. I I don't own a home yet. Um, But for some reason, I'm just getting bad vibes from it. It doesn't sound like a very smart financial decision. Well, you were a wise young man, and the fact that your mom came to you for financial advice tells me she knows that you have that kind of wisdom. And so you're right. We never advise a, a cash-out refi unless there's a divorce situation where you have to you know, let go of the money. Um, so in that situation, I would say she's got to focus on paying off this debt. That's the only way to okay. pay off debt is to pay off debt. And uh, this, the cash-out refi is a shortcut, but what it does is set her – uh, on a path backwards to paying off her mortgage, which means she's not going to be able to retire with dignity. Right, and that's what I'm worried about because, you know, they're 55, so, you know, wanting to retire hopefully in the next 15 years, I just, I'm like, I feel like you're going to be eating into your retirement. It's just not a smart idea. And I personally have always worn away from credit cards. I have zero credit card debt, and so I'm still working on baby step two. But, all right, I just wanted to make sure I gave her the right uh, advice on that, so I do appreciate what's, what's that. Would you guys make... Um, How much do you know? What I paid off? Oh, you said they have a car loan. Oh, oh the auto loan. Yeah. So my dad had an auto loan for it was about uh, ten thousand dollars on a truck. I think, if I remember correctly, the bank offered him a settlement of four thousand to pay it off because unfortunately he's been out of work for the last couple of years. Um, and they were just they're one trying to repossess it, but two they're like, listen, give us four grand and we'll call it even. Um, you know, obviously settling for less than the full balance. And did they do it? <clears throat> Um, I told him, I said, if she can get a hold of the bank, that would be the smartest option to go with that and then work on the credit cards later on. Um, but I, I just felt like, you know, taking the cash out, I basically look at it as like a cash advance on your house and I just doesn't make sense. You wouldn't do it on a credit card. Don't do it on your house. Hey, have they taken financial peace? No, they have not. No, I I personally have just stumbled upon the whole Ramsey network in the last couple of months. Um, I recently got into a new profession that I'm really loving and have quadrupled my income and so i'm like okay i need to you know do everything the smart way and and really you know make the right decisions for for moving forward and so i i have no credit card debt i actually just sold my car a couple weeks ago because i was my payments for like 900 dollars a month and i'm like i don't want it anymore i have i have another um truck that you know it's an old hoopty but you know a hundred dollars every couple $100 every couple of uh, weeks is nothing, compa- you know, for a, a random part that might break versus the 900 that I have to pay every month. So well, I love your crazy. I love your enthusiasm. <laughs> That's amazing. And I would just yeah. encourage you to take that raw 
excited enthusiasm and share that with your parents. Say, hey, I just found this plan. I am so excited about it. I'm just jazzed. This is how my life is changing. This is what I've done with my income. And just encourage them to take this journey with you because with your dad going out and taking that extra debt without your mom knowing, it does sound like there's kind of some mindset stuff going on. So, you know, the refinance, all these different things, you know, that could kind of be a quick solution. But I think what really needs to happen is some heart change and for him to really buy into a program alongside your mom, especially so they can work together in the next 10 to 15 years and really make deep progress versus your mom kind of having that fear of, you know, is he really on board or are we just trying to figure out something really quick so we don't, you know, we're not in debt in the immediate term. Yeah. You, you know, live near them? Um, yes, yes. I actually ended up having to move back in with them uh, just before COVID hit because they both lost their jobs. Mm. And so I was covering the mortgage. Um, I was in school at the time. I had to drop out of school to work Buku overtime to cover the mortgage. And so uh, I'm hoping that one day I can go back. But for right now, I just got my CDL and things have been great in that. Um, so I am blessed with that. Um, my mom before that unfortunately has uh, MS, multiple sclerosis. Oh, and so sorry. there has been ups and downs with her health. And that was the big thing that worried me. I'm like, okay, what if you refinance? What if you do this? What if you do this? And what if something happens where you're in the hospital? I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. You guys like, I know I'm younger than you and I know parents know best, but it just doesn't make sense. Like the numbers are the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Well, Xavier, I want to do you a solid here. We're going to gift you Financial Peace University to go through with your parents. I want you to sit down every week, or if you guys want to watch more than that, sit down, watch all nine lessons with them, have some hard conversations, and be be their cheerleader. Be that supportive voice that says, you guys can do this. We're going to get back to work. We're going to get our incomes up when we can. Obviously, your mom's health plays a, a huge part in this, and so it might take longer. But if they want to retire and not be stressed about money, instead be able to focus on getting her health in order, then this is a huge step, getting them completely debt-free. So hang on the line. Austin will pick up, and we'll hook you up with Financial Peace University as well as our budgeting tool every dollar. Well, and I think it's so cool that you're doing it in this spot where you're actually going through it with them. This isn't a spot where, you know, you're on baby step seven and you're coming back and going, this is how you do it. And the parents feel shame and guilt and it becomes this uncomfortable conversation. You are walking through this right now. You are jazzed. You are on fire. And I think if you're just authentic with that, that's a whole different approach. I think they're way more likely to get on board when it's coming from this spot of genuine heart change where you're going through it yourself. You're motivated. You're excited. And they can just jump on board with you. I That's love really it. cool. Way to go, Xavier. All right. Steven joins us up next in Dallas, Texas. Steven, welcome to the show. Hey there. How are you? Doing great. What's going on with you? Um, so I'm trying to determine if um, I should, I've got a taxable uh, investment account that I was set up with that I've contributed to um, for the past few years. And it's uh, almost enough to clear out the mortgage. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, now, obviously, there's some tax implications, right? Because it's, you know, the growth, anything that's growth on it um, would be taxable. But I'm just kind of trying to figure out, okay, should I do this? It's, you know, it's a substantial amount, enough amount where um, I'm just uneasy about it, right, to lose that money that's sitting there available. How much is in that account? Uh, 200. And how much is left on your mortgage? 242. And I have the, I have the other amount in my checking. It's amazing. I have more than that. Does that include your emergency fund or could you clear this without touching the emergency fund? Without. Wow. The emergency fund would be separate. 
how long have, have these investments been in there? Would you be looking at long-term capital gain rates? Uh, they started in, I started it in 2017. Oh, great. When is your last contribution? Uh, it's monthly. It comes out okay. every person. Yeah, so you'd have a lot less capital gains because of how long it's been sitting in there, which makes me feel better. And so it really depends on what's your, your income that you file taxes with. It fluctuates, but I would say it's safe to say 240. And that's single, or do you have a spouse? Single. Single. Or, I mean, I have a spouse, but that's okay. a single income. So you're probably looking at a 15% rate on the capital gains there. Okay. So I'd connect with a tax pro and crunch the numbers of what you're going to owe. But as long as you have that amount set aside and you pay the taxes on that, dude, pay off the mortgage. That's amazing. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. I uh, appreciate the uh, additional encouragement on it because it's uh, hard to part with that. That's a lot of money sitting there. But you know what? Freedom's on the other side of you cashing that thing out and paying off that mortgage. And that is priceless. That's super exciting. And then you have a fantastic income and it all stays with you. Imagine that. It all stays with Steven and your hard work, man. It is paid off. Your diligence, your consistency, your discipline and investing... That's inspiring. Way to go, man. We're so, so happy for you. Come and do a debt-free scream. Why won't you? I mean, that'll be fun, right? Yes. yes. I mean, even if you that. use the investment account, that's an incredible, incredible achievement that most Americans don't even get to. So we're proud of you, man. This is The Ramsey Show. Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Christina Ellis this hour. 888-825-5225 is the number to call. You jump in, we'll talk about your life and your money. Josh is up next in San Antonio. Josh, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, George and Christina. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Absolutely. How's it going? Uh, pretty good. Um, my dad is uh, into Wyndham uh, timeshare rewards, and he's looking to add me and my four siblings on as like co-owners or being able to use it all and so we would all split the time and split the points and share it all and it all sounds great but and split the um, cost i don't know how to tell them exactly and, ah. so, and my two my two oldest sisters don't get along either so i'm not looking forward to getting into something with all of them um where we would all have to share it and communicate and pay the fees and you know but it'll pay for itself so i, I just don't know how to go about um telling him that my and my wife are not interested when all my other siblings are. Mm. Gosh, it's so hard because I, my mom used to love to go to the timeshare presentations and get the like free tickets to Disney World. And I remember sitting through them and they really sell this idea of legacy. They make it sound like, oh, this is something that you can pass down to generations and you'll be so excited to give it to your kids and your kids are going to be excited. And that's just not the reality. No. And, so he's uh, been, exactly. So he's been doing this for like 25 years and trying to, he's really been looking forward to it. And that's kind of the buildup. And um, we had a little bit of hinting that we don't want in on it, but um, I basically need to tell him that we're totally out and uh, I don't know really how to break it to him. Yeah. Well, do you, does he love, does he love the program? Is he like a mega fan or do you think that there's any inkling that he wants out? 
No, he's a mega fan. <laughs> well, you don't have to be, and I know this is easier said than done, but there's these two letters, they make up one word, and that is no. If you want to be really nice, you can say, no, thank you. And that's it. I mean, at the end of the day, he can't force you into this. And if this is what's going to cause a rift in the relationship, then so be it. If this is what his line is of saying, Josh, if you're not going to join the timeshare, then I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Like, do you think it's going to be that level of animosity? No, no, I don't think it's going to be that level of animosity. Um, we've also just kind of talked about like, hey, do we just kind of like pacify it and basically do it, but then not use it and just kind of let my siblings use it? No, but there's no, if you jump and into it, you're stuck with the costs forever. Right, right. Well, and, and a lot of times, and, if you do uh, the math, it's not. It doesn't work out well for you. It like, never works out. I, I've sat down with my mom and talked through the math, and I used to love sitting in the timeshare presentations with her because one, she's tough as nails and has no problem telling people no, and two, it kind of prepped me for this job because I would just go through the numbers and write them down, and they'd be like, "Look at these numbers. You're going to save so much." And it's like when you really break out the math, you don't. And so, I mean, I even wonder if you kind of approach it a little bit from a numbers perspective and even like a comparison perspective of our generation i think we kind of see vacation a bit different there's so many different alternative options by the time you add up all the fees for these timeshares you could get an airbnb that's got three bedrooms for like a lot cheaper it makes you want to throw up when you do the math josh and you go all right what is this costing us here okay it's costing us six thousand dollars what would we do with six grand? We can book some pretty sweet hotels for yeah. a week for six grand. We can get some Airbnbs. We can do a lot of things. We can take multiple trips and go where we want instead of hope that it's on the Wyndham, you know, point system on and we can dates. move it around and not there's no blackout dates. And so, I mean, the conversation is the hardest part here. I think you know in your heart we're not doing this, and so you know your dad better than we do of how you're going to approach this in a respectful way. And I, I str- sometimes I talk to my dad and I'm like, listen, I don't agree with this financial decision and I have to just end it and say, I love you too much to continue in this argument. We're going to stop it here. And so uh, yeah. you can hit him with all the stats. I mean, you can say, hey, this is expensive. This has no investment value. It's not an asset. I don't own anything. The maintenance costs are going to rise 4% annually. Say we don't have the money. We have priorities in life and owning a timeshare isn't one of them. I'd rather own actual real estate instead of this, essentially this metaverse level, a sense of ownership. Like I don't yeah. do NFTs and I don't do timeshares for the same reason. I want actual ownership, not a sense of ownership. Well, and the fact that he's a mega fan, like maybe you can even just, like you're not trying to convince him to sell it at this point. It doesn't sound like he's willing to do that, but maybe even the the assurance that, hey, we'll still go on vacation with you. Like if you, if you want us to come along for your timeshare, like we'll still go with you. We just don't want to be owners right, of this. We don't right. want this for us. Right. That makes that makes a lot of sense. And I think approaching it from we have different goals and we definitely want to own real estate and own vacation properties and things like that. But yeah, you That's almost nailed it on the I want to actually own it. Be, I don't right. want to force the, vacation. The fees are about 7500 a month or 7500 a year. So I think you nailed it right on the head. Gross. No thanks, Josh. Good luck with the conversation, man. And here's the other thing that could convince them. Go to eBay and search timeshare and go to completed and sold listings and then rate it from lowest to highest price. You will see timeshares that sold for a dollar. Legit. That's how badly people want to get rid of these things. They are just selling them for a dollar because you know it doesn't actually cost a dollar. It costs $8,000 a year and that goes up 4% every year with headaches. So good luck with that, man. Gosh, I hate timeshares. Yeah. The worst. 
It's 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 such a slimy industry. I hope once like Gen Z takes over, we're just done with timeshares. I'm sure they'll come up with other stupid decisions, <laughs> but I'm I hope timeshares will be like dinosaurs. They'll just be gone. No one will do them anymore. It's like cigarettes. We know it's not cool. <laughs> I think there's already plenty of stupid decisions out in the market. But that is true. Maybe this one will be gone. <laughs> one less one out there. All right, Joseph's up next in Orange County, California. Joseph, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate uh, you guys taking time out of your day to go ahead and help me out. Yeah, what's going on? Um, so, um, 22 years old. I just recently got a new career. Um, I'm kind of jumping in terms of um, how much money I'm making now. So, for a little context, the last four years, I have kind of just been working part-time jobs, really trying to um, get into the career that I just got into. So, um, I went from making... Uh, $10,000 a year to now having a starting salary of around $80,000. Wow, uh, way to go. Yeah. And uh, other people in um, my field at the position I'm at um, are making $150,000 with overtime. Um, So I'm just honestly a little bit overwhelmed because I haven't really been the best at budgeting money due to the fact that I haven't had a lot coming in. And now I have a a decent, I know in California, uh, 100K doesn't really go too far, but um, it's a huge jump for me. So I'm trying to figure out now um, how I should be trying to, um, you know, build my portfolios or how to start putting money aside so that, um, you know, I can be successful and have a lot of money in the future for myself. Um, the career that I have um, does provide a full pension uh full health benefits. Um, so I've just been asking around and I'm just really stuck on if I should be trying to get, um, save money for real estate, um, putting money into um, a Roth IRA. I, I just honestly have no idea how sure. to start. We're up against the clock here. So this is going to be like lightning round. So you're making 80K. How much debt do you have? I have no debt right now. Fantastic. How much money do you have in the bank? Uh, I have $5,000 in the bank, but I also have um, $25,000 that was left to me as an inheritance um, that I haven't touched, um, so I have that as well. Awesome. So on that side, get with a SmartVestor Pro, figure out if there's any tax implications, but that could kind of catapult you to where you have a fully funded emergency fund. Now we can start investing. And uh, is the pension the only option you have? Is there a 401k as well or just pension? Um, Yeah, I do have the option for a 401k. Um, My my company does uh, match up to $20,000 a year. Um, Awesome. That's amazing. So that's another thing. So I might look into that option so that you actually own this. You have more control over it. It doesn't die with you like the pension. I don't know if it's an either-or situation, but look into that. And as far as the budgeting side, I love that you have the self-awareness to go like, I know I haven't been great budgeting, and I want to be great. And so we can help you with that by gifting you one year of every dollar premium, which is our app. It's a website. You can go in and track all of that. And with the premium version, it'll connect to your bank, and you can just drag transactions in, and that way you'll have a plan for every dollar. But right now, it sounds like we want to get started investing once we have three to six months of expenses. And beyond that, it's, hey, can we save up a down payment on a house? Can we upgrade the car? All of those things. So do you have those goals? in mind? Yes, definitely. I definitely want to be a property owner. Uh, That's always been a goal of mine. Awesome. Well, that's going to be a lot closer, man, making this kind of money. Good for you. 22, making 80K. Golly, I love it. We love to see it. Well, wishing you the best, Joseph. Hang on the line. Jen is going to pick up. We're going to gift you every dollar premium. Let's go ahead and throw in Financial Peace University. That will give you the full plan since we ran out of time here of how you're going to do that, how to buy real estate wisely. 
That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. My thanks to Christina Ellis and all the folks in the booth, Jenna and Ben and Austin and Andrew and Josh. And you, America, we appreciate you listening. We'll be back with you before you know it. Have you been inspired to make a change with your money? Want to know where to start? Take our three-minute money quiz to get a plan you can follow. Go to RamseySolutions.com and search for Get Started to get a plan for your money.